you take all the right positive steps and you do that property after property after property, of course, things are going to go wrong. Of course, mistakes are going to be made. But if your process is good, you will be net positive overall. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff. With us today, Chad Castell. How you doing, Chad? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well and looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Chad. His career is a day trader, and he's been a real estate investor since 2016. His first property was a two-structure, single-property house hack, and his second was a mixed-use triplex. He's a licensed realtor in Florida, and he's based in Hollywood, Florida. So with that being said, Chad, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? So a little bit of my background is I got into this card game called Magic of the Gathering, which is a strategic card game. And I think that was a foundation for me to get into day trading, which is also a foundation for me to get into real estate. And my wife and I bought this two-structure property in Florida. We were house hacking. We didn't know we were house hacking. It is a one-bedroom studio and a two-bedroom house. And we lived in the studio and rented out the house for about two years until we got pregnant. Then we got pregnant and so we moved into the house and I bought my first real estate book in November and then we ended up closing on a deal in January in upstate New York mm-hmm. and that's where we're at now. Upstate New York, aren't you based in Hollywood, Florida? I am, but I got my real estate license down here so I could have access to the MLS. I looked at over a hundred deals. I was trying to get a duplex or a triplex and they all cash flowed negative except for two. And those cash flowed positive at maybe $25. (laughs) They were not appealing, huh? No, we have all the information about how important cash flow is. And I decided I had to find something that fit what I wanted. So what's your connection with upstate New York besides a good property? I had a business partner. We had a Magic the Gathering actually trading card company and he owns property up there. And I was just messaging him kind of complaining about the ROI. And he was like, oh, why don't you look at Binghamton? He owns property there. Uh, I did. And it just snowballed from there. Got some friends who went to Binghamton. Not a bad area besides the cold. Right. Yes. True. So explain to me, you said Magic of the Gathering card game led you to day trading, which led you to real estate. I think that's how you connected the dots. Is that correct? Yeah. It's a long okay, connection. So, but yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with Magic of the Gathering. How has that helped you in business? So Magic the Gathering, it's a information-based game, kind of similar to poker, where each player has information about each other, and you also have incomplete information. And from a young age, it taught me the process of your decision-making is more important than the outcome, Mm -hmm. as long as that process was good. So it taught me essentially not to be short-term results-oriented. The example I use is 
if you're late for work, but you find $500 on the street, that doesn't mean you should be late for work again. You made a bad decision and it worked out and vice versa. You can make a good decision and the game could not reward you. You could lose the game. So it taught me how to make those good decisions at around age 13. Hmm. Thank you for that. It's interesting how that can be applied to life so directly and business so directly. So the second was a mixed-use triplex, and that's the one in upstate New York? Yes. Tell us the numbers on that one, will you? I bought it for 78900 in January. As a commercial space, that's rented. It's rented for $800 a month. I put about five grand into the two residential spaces to get them moving ready. We're just going through the process of now getting tenants in there. We've listed at 875 each unit, which we pay for everything. The tenant doesn't pay for electricity or water. Oh, bills paid, yeah. huh? Yeah, I think I'm going to eventually put a rub on and separate it, but I just didn't do it for my first property. I expect after everything's said and done, the property to net out about $800. Mm-hmm. You got a commercial tenant. What type of business do they have? They're called Paul Professionals, and they are a dog grooming business. Huh. And did you attract them to the property? They had been there for five years. Okay. So you inherited them. And then when you were looking at the investment, what were some of your areas of focus uh, in terms of them and their credit history or the lease term, things of that nature? You're talking about the the commercial tenant. The, the oh well, I was able to speak to their previous landlord. They had been there for seven years, excellent tenant, and didn't move out on bad terms. And they had been at our place for five years. And I spoke to the landlord that I bought the property from after we closed, and she had nothing but wonderful things to say. And I spoke to the tenant. And between those three things, we just signed her to a one year lease. Okay, and why a one year? That was what her request. And I thought that I could be more forceful, but considering she'd been in business for so long and she said she didn't plan to move, I didn't really want to rock the boat mm-hmm. with someone that's pretty consistent, never misses rent payment, and could probably find a better terms elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. What type of financing did you do on the triplex? I bought it in cash. I actually oh, made gosh. her two offers. She was asking 90 I made an offer for... 83 with a mortgage or 73 in cash. And we ended up meeting at 78. I actually ended up trying to refinance, but there were some problems. I didn't know this was one of the mistakes I made. I didn't know that conventional banks didn't want to refinance a commercial property like that. That's what I was wondering about the type of financing. (laughs) Okay. So what's the latest with that? So I've reached out to some close family members and All have agreed once I get the place rented out that they would do the refinance for 5%. Mm -hmm. What would the terms be? So it's kind of a win-win. What would the terms be besides 5%? Oh, 30 year fixed. Okay. They're just in the position where they're getting 2% on their money and I'm offering them a much better option and they're offering me a really good option and they know that I have experience with these things and I wouldn't put them in a spot where I couldn't pay them back easily. And what loan to value would you be able to get on that? 75%. 75%. Okay. What would the value be of the property after you have it stabilized? We would value it at 90. I think it was worth 90. I think I just got a home run on my first deal. Okay. So you get about 67500 out of it and you, know, you have a little bit in it, but you, you, yeah. you'd be cash flowing how much after all that? If I'm right, 9600 a year. 9600 a year. Cool. 
So with your day trading as a full-time job, what aspects of day trading has allowed you to be a more savvy real estate investor as you get going? Just feeling confident in making good bets. Jumping into my first property, it wasn't difficult. Once I knew the information, between the time I picked up my first real estate book and I was making offers was three weeks and I wasn't rushing it. I have high risk tolerance and I understand that, again, it's about the process. You take all the right positive steps and you do that property after property after property. Of course, things are going to go wrong. Of course, mistakes are going to be made. But if your process is good, you will be net positive overall. And I really enjoy that about trading. There's nobody that tells me whether I'm good or not. The numbers are just there or they're not. And the same thing with real estate. You can't fake it to yourself. Who's, who's managing the triplex? I have a property manager. I ended up going on bigger pockets and just reaching out to a bunch of people. And a bunch of different people recommended this one property manager. His name's Tom D'Angelo. What type of fee structure does Tom have? He's charging me 9% of the gross rental plus half the first month's rent when he fills the place. And how long ago did you close on it? January 19th. Okay. So like three or so months ago. Any unexpected challenges over those three months? Yes. <laughs> I that, that was an emphatic yes. <laughs> yes. I made several mistakes. Now, I don't think it'll end up mattering because the deal is sweet, but it was my first project. I was a little nervous in terms of managing it. So I was planning on selling sweat equity to a mutual friend of my business partner from Binghamton. He was a maintenance guy and owned a construction company and wanted to get into property management. And that didn't go well. So he was supposed to do everything and he just disappeared. Thankfully, I had already interviewed a bunch of property managers. So I was able to seamlessly move into the other property manager without scrambling. And when you take a look at all the lessons learned from this triplex, when you look at the next deal to purchase, what are some things you're going to take with you to that next purchase? Well, look at the insurance ahead of time. I ended up losing a little bit of money on that because it's just more expensive than I anticipated. I could have gotten quotes and I should have looked at asset protection before I bought it. Based on your experience as a day trader, a real estate investor, and a Magic the Gathering player, what's your best advice ever for real estate investors? New? Yeah. Um, we've heard this over again. You have to do it. There's a million reasons not to, and there's a million people who have told me in every endeavor I've taken, the awful stories I've heard from trading to traveling to real estate, you have to just learn and do it. Don't hesitate, just engorge yourself in it. And the other thing is just take one step at a time. Just do a little bit every day and you'll learn, you'll get confidence. If you had to start over and you had no properties and no money in the bank account, what would you do to build that back up? Knowing what I know now, I think if you can find a deal, it's very easy to get money. I would learn the trade and then just network through meetings, through bigger pockets, go to the best ever conference. It's very easy. Someone can get money from me if they bring me a home run. I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah, it's true. Well, we're going to do a lightning round. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular, want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, 
go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellynn.com forward slash show. All right, best ever book you've recently read? Right now I'm reading your apartment syndication book. And I always think the book that you're reading right now is your best ever book, but probably The Miracle Morning in terms of how that's impacted every other step along the way. I think, was that a backhanded compliment? <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you. But I was like, every book I'm reading right now is usually the best ever, but I'm reading yours and that's not. So I'd say The Miracle Morning. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I probably just <laughs> I, misspoke. No, I know. I'm messing with you. It's funny how you said it. What's the worst business deal that you've done? We've done two deals in real estate, but maybe it's a day trading thing or something. Can you just tell us about that? Well, I'm going to say the first house I bought, the house hack. It's profitable. I'm doing well with it, but I bought out of ignorance. I bought out of, oh, I have money. I need to invest it. Like real estate's good. Like all I knew at that point was real estate's good. We profit through Airbnb, but if we had to just straight rent it out, it would be cash flow negative. And that's a really bad place to be because if the stock market crashes or there's some major problem with the economy, vacation's the first thing to go. So I think that's probably my worst deal. Best ever way you like to give back to the community? I like teaching, regardless of what it is. I like teaching tennis. That's my why. That's what I'm going to get into when I have enough passive income to retire is just take on students and teach them about life on and off the court. How can the best ever listeners reach you? My phone number is 609-705-7332. My email address is chadcastell at gmail.com. I'm sure it'll be listed in the show notes. It sure will be. Yep. Well, Chad, thank you for being on the show, talking about your first deal, and then also talking about the triplex which is a unique second deal in that it's got a commercial tenant where you've got $800 a month from them and then you're putting them $5,000 in renovations for the other two units for regular residential tenants and the challenges getting the refi. But that's also why probably the opportunity for why you're able to purchase the property because there are some challenging components to mixed use. That's okay because you're solving for it. And the beauty of that is because there's an additional challenge and it's not by any means a challenge that torpedoes the deal, you were forced to reach out to your close family members and you're going to secure a loan with them. And as a result of doing that, they're benefiting because, as you said, they're getting 2% wherever their money is. Now they're going to get 5%. And then you're benefiting not only because you have a solution, but also it's the long-term relationship that you're building with them from a business standpoint. And I think that's something that gets missed a lot when people buy the traditional triplexes and duplexes and stay the traditional approach is the other approach where you buy mixed-use or commercial. you got some other components to it. But those components force you to grow, and then they can lead to bigger and bigger things. 
So really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for sharing your story. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dot com forward slash show.